0: Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, hello. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays to everybody. This is The Best Football Show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger, right here in my beautiful third floor office at NFL Films in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You can find me at Baldinger NFL on all the platforms. Twitter, X, uh, Instagram, YouTube. I'm out there. Uh, Right here on the free Odyssey app, you know, check it out every day. So here we are on uh, December 20th, uh, entering week 16. And I just have a couple, I just have a game I want to just get to. And sometimes, you know, the league makes some mistakes and we, we sort of recognize some mistakes that are made. And then sometimes they just are fortuitous and they just are so far ahead of what we might think might happen. But on Christmas night, the final game of week 16, the Baltimore Ravens visit the San Francisco 49ers at the Big Levi in Santa Clara, California. And, you know, it's like how in the world did they think that Christmas night we could get the the teams with the two best records? And if you just want to say they're the two best teams, I mean, you you might very well say that. Two 11 and three teams, the two best records, the best team in the AFC, the best team in the NFC get together on Sunday night after, you know, whatever church service you go to, if you do that. Um, If you open up gifts underneath the tree on Christmas day, you're, you're with all of your friends and your relatives and you're having a party at the end of the day, when everybody's a little exhausted and just a little petered out by all the activities, the NFL serves you up, the Ravens and the 49ers. I mean, honestly, like, I'm going to have a great day. I hope everybody has a, a, a great holiday, safe, happy, healthy, all that great stuff. I know where I'm going to be Christmas night. Like, I'm going to be right in front of the tube watching this game. Because as an analyst and a guy that does this every day, all day, year-round, this game has is so juicy to get into. Like, I feel like this. Like, Everybody wants to anoint the MVP, always. It was starting weeks ago. Who's the MVP? Who's the MVP? I get the discussion. I don't run from it. Somebody wants to ask me a question. I'll give them what I think. But honestly, like, Brock Purdy could easily be the league's MVP. Christian McCaffrey could be the MVP. Lamar Jackson could be the MVP. They'll all be on the field Sunday night. But I feel like if you want to say Brock Purdy, which is fair, they're the best offensive football and you know, he's having a remarkable season. They've won six in a row. They just put up 45 in Arizona. He threw another four-touchdown game with no turnovers. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's remarkable. I mean, since the bye week when they've gone six and 0 oh, he's thrown 19 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like, just blah, blah, all that. But he's going up against the number one defense in the NFL. I mean, you can break this down in so many compartments, but Brock Purdy and the number one offense is going up against – the number one defense in the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens, you know, they're led by Mike McDonald's, a second-year defensive coordinator, and they're really talented. You know, uh, they they have 50 sacks. Uh, you know, this you just go across the board. Jadevian Clowney's having a great season. Justin Metabique leads all defensive interior defense linemen with 12 sacks. He just set an NFL record last week uh for uh at least a half a sack in 11 straight games. Nobody's ever done that. Alan Page didn't do it. You know, uh Aaron Donald hasn't done it. Reggie White didn't do it. I mean, nobody's ever done it before. So, but they they play a style of defense that is difficult. They play this matchup zone. This they they spot drop. You know, they they could be all up to the line of scrimmage and they get to their spots and they just take your stuff away. And the quarterback is ready to throw it, and all of a sudden you're like, oh. You know, here comes, you know, here comes Roquan Smith, like right in the passing lane, you know, or whoever it might be. Uh, it So, you know, you look at that and you go, okay, they lead the league in sacks with 50 and Jadavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy are having a great season and Matt Abike and maybe Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are the fastest tandem of linebackers in the league. I think the best tandem of, lack of linebackers is actually on the 49ers, you know, when you look at Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. So, like, every single breakdown you can think of, it's there. And then there's Lamar Jackson. And I said this today. I tweeted it out on on one of his ridiculous plays that he made Sunday night against Jacksonville. Like, this is a league full of stars. And San Francisco has as many stars on a team as anybody. They got the best left tackle in Trent Williams. Maybe the best quarterback in Brock Purdy. The best running back in Christian McCaffrey. Nick Bosa was the defensive player of the year. Fred Warner might be the best interior linebacker that we've seen in a long time. On and on and on. I mean, stars. Legitimate stars. Right? Debo. Okay? Kittle. I mean, just keep going on and on. And they're legit stars. They show up and have been doing it now for a while. But maybe in a league full of stars, the biggest star is Lamar. And it's just interesting on so many different levels to me. You know, when he had, was, had a contract dispute in this offseason, the Ravens basically said, go go, go! take a look. Go shop your wares. See if anybody's interested. And, you know, teams like Atlanta said, no, we're fine. We're good. <laughs> I, well, as soon as I heard that, like, I don't know if it came from Arthur Blank or somebody else in the Falcon organization. No, we're good. I mean, if you put Lamar Jackson on the Atlanta Falcons, they might be the 49ers. Like, they're that talented. And they have horrible quarterback play. You put Lamar Jackson in Atlanta. I mean, they had Mike Vick and they sold that place out and it was a great show. And Mike was entertaining and he was great and they had a lot of success. But you put Lamar on that team. You put Lamar in a lot of teams. Like Like, nobody has ever won at the rate that Lamar is winning at. Nobody has ever won on the road the way Lamar is winning. And so now he's going up against, let's see, what's San Francisco? Are they the number two ranked defense or the number one? They're the number two ranked defense. Baltimore is the number one ranked defense. That's just by points given up. Baltimore's given up the fewest points. San Francisco's given up the second fewest points. San Francisco had trouble last week. Even though they scored 45 and blew out the Arizona Cardinals, they gave up 230 yards rushing. Well, here comes the number one rushing football team in the league, led by Lamar. And, yes, they lost Keaton Mitchell, the talented young rookie running back out of East Carolina, averaging over eight yards of carry the last six weeks. Ridiculous. But he broke his hand. He's out. But, you know, they'll, they'll have – you know, it'll be Gus Edwards. It'll be Lamar. Um, you know, they'll, they'll go the next man up. Uh, they've got – they just signed Melvin Gordon, who had been there before. This game on so many different levels on Christmas night, how do they know – how do they know that this is the game where we all want to watch? And is this a prelude? I mean, should we just go straight to Super Bowl in Las Vegas and just put anoint Baltimore and San Francisco? Because regardless of what happens, if somebody said, yeah, let's just send those two teams to Las Vegas uh, in that, you know, first, second week in February, I'm good. I'm good because as an analyst, like, I could break this thing down on so many different levels. You know, you, you like the Ravens lose – Mark Andrews a couple weeks ago, right, breaks his ankle. Unfortunate play, hip drop tackle, right, um, just unfortunate. And you go, well, how do you replace the, you know, the production of Mark Andrews? It's been it, since Lamar came in the league, it's been his number one target. Well, here comes Isaiah Likely last week. Here comes Charlie Kolar, guys they drafted in the fourth round last year, like they're both catching big passes, and Lamar's still throwing to tight ends. And there's Zay Flowers, who leads the team in receiving. And Baltimore never drafts receivers. Right. They always get it wrong. Well, they got this one right, with Zay Flowers. He's he's a special kid. And Odell Beckham, he tells me that he's completely healthy and he's ready to go off the rails. And he might be. He might be. Like, just got to give him some targets. And then there's the 49ers offense. The 49ers offense – right now is it's ranked number three, you know, but you know, they're number one in passing yards. They're number one in pass average. Uh, The quarterback, you you can't get him to make a mistake. He's just flawless right now. And they've got the leading rusher in the league right now. Christian McCaffrey has 301 total touches. He's at like, I don't even know. I had it written down here. Like, Over 1,600 yards. It's going to go over 2,000 yards. And he only looks like he's getting stronger. And there's, you know, the Ravens defense up to the. This is going to be so fun. Like, I just hope everybody, like, just sit back, get your popcorn, get your beverages. You know, if the kids have been harassing you all day, put them to bed. Like, this game, you got a 10 year old son that loves football, put him on your knee. Like, let's watch the game together, Dad. Let's watch this one. I can't. The kids. Like everybody is going to be entertained because this is, we're in the entertainment business. Terry Bradshaw told me that when I first went to work at Fox. He said, Baldy, we know you love the X's and O's. You love getting into it. You love telling us about, you know, the matchups and techniques and fundamentals. We know you love that. Just remember this we're in the entertainment business, we're here to entertain. And on Sunday night, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if there's a big movie out there, but the movie's always, you know, Christmas week is a big week. Um, The NBA always has big games on TV on Christmas Day. This is the biggest show, period. This is bigger than any movie. This is bigger than any NBA game. You can put LeBron out there against, you know, uh, Steph Curry. It doesn't matter. This is the biggest game. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the biggest show of the year. It's got the biggest stars in the game when you look at what's out there. You've got proven coaches in Harbaugh and Shanahan. It's in San Francisco. It's just going to be fantastic. So that's that. I want to get to Cleveland. Cleveland beat uh, the Chicago Bears last week in a, just a, a nail-biter. Kicked a field goal at the very end of the game. Joe Flacco is, you know, like he's their biggest gift in Cleveland. Comes off the couch. Joe Flacco, I live in Mount Laurel right here. Like, Joe Flacco's from Audubon. He literally is 10 minutes away. Like, he, for the first two or three months of the season, he was on probably one of Ron Jaworski's golf courses. He was thrown to, you know, his brothers. He's got four brothers. He's thrown to his kids. And here he is leading Cleveland into the stretch. And that's the story. But their defense, their defense is so good. Like, they've got all the corners healthy. Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Greg Newsom. Like they will man you up. And there's one, there's one stat out there, and I'm not, like, I don't get crazy about stats, but quarterback ratings. We we measure quarterback rating uh in his quarterback rating. The lowest quarterback rating against quarterbacks in this league through 15 weeks are the Cleveland Browns. Quarterbacks are completing 55% of their passes against them. They've thrown 14 interceptions. Like they they don't they man you up and they don't. They take away your targets, and then they get after you with their pass rush, led by Miles Garrett. Now he's got 13 sacks. I think he's gone four weeks without a sack. He's frustrated. He's probably the best defensive player in the year. He's he, he's probably a candidate every year for the best defensive player. So I just went back. He rushed the passer against Chicago 40 times last week. Didn't get a sack. Pressured the quarterback a, a bunch. Didn't get any, you know. Didn't get pressure. That didn't get credit for any pressures or quarterback hits or any of that. All I know is Justin Fields completed less than 50% of his passes. On most of the 40 pass rushes, he was hit by at least two players and a lot of times three. And then there's just these officials that decided, look, it's an unfair matchup for anybody blocking miles Garrett. Like put him in a cross chest carry, put him in a choke hold. We're not going to call the flag. We're not going to throw the flag. And I just watch, I feel bad for miles because he's, he's just better than every tackle in this league. Um, and yet they allow these tackles and an assortment of players to block them in ways that really aren't legal, but he takes it. But the, and, and, and like I'm defending miles here in a big way because he's a great person. He's a great player, but it's just, you know, it's just not really fair. Like, you know, he's got this graveyard of quarterbacks. It's kind of funny, you know. And every time he sacks a new quarterback, you know, he puts the quarterback in his graveyard. I think it's great. You know, it's you know, he's that kind of big little kid like that. But it's just kind of unfair, honestly. Like I played with Reggie White, and they they did the same thing to Reggie, you know, and you know, Reggie could have had 30 sacks in a lot of years, but he was busy throwing tackles like off the screen. Um, you know, I mean they just didn't call things. Like they just like well he's Reggie White like you got to do this in order to slow him down. And I feel like Miles Garrett is like almost I don't want to compare him to Reggie White I don't I think Reggie's incomparable, but I feel like Miles Garrett's our modern day Reggie White. Like he's the most talented player at the position, and it's not a knock on on Nick or TJ or or you know uh, Max Crosby. It's not a knock on you know My, uh, Micah Parsons. I just think Miles Garrett's the most talented. I think he's the biggest, strongest, fastest guy out there at that position. And, look, he might still lead the league in sacks. Who knows? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Like, Cleveland's playing great football, and they're a great defense. And Miles Garrett is the absolute centerpiece. Like, for example, every time a wide receiver chips him and can't get out in the route, or a running back comes and chips him and can't get out, or they keep the tight end in and he's not out, like, they're limiting the targets that the quarterback has to throw to. You know, and then if you if you get three guys out, they've got three guys that can flat out uh, cover man-to-man. Like, they just – they just – Miles is the biggest reason why Cleveland right now defensively is amongst the league's best. Maybe they're not right there with Baltimore or San Francisco, but they're right there. They're right there, and on any given Sunday, you know, they could just choke the living daylight right out of you. Anyways – That's what's been on my mind. That's what I've been watching and studying this morning on December 20th. I'll come back with more tomorrow. You can find all this content every day right here on The Best Football Show. Thanks for joining me. Go find us on your free Odyssey app. Wherever you download your apps, The Best Football Show is there every day. Thanks for joining me. Happy holidays. Stay safe. And uh, come find me tomorrow.